0: Dormammu, I've come to bargain.
1: Bienvenidos, and welcome to Noob Island, a place for nerdy fun, friendships, and learning. Much like the starting zone of many video games, the goal of our residents is to lay down a fundamental understanding of a geeky concept for a newcomer before sending them on their way into the wild world of nerdery. Our subject this time around is curious about magic in the Marvel Universe. Professor Z, I mean Professor T,
0: (laughs) what's our lesson for today? Well, I'm the fun teacher. (laughs) <laughs> so we have movie day on my days.
1: Is it fun teacher or is it I don't feel like teaching class today because I went through enough of those classes? It's both.
0: As someone, <laughs> as someone who at one point was going to college to be the fun teacher, uh, also known as the music teacher. Ah, oh, yeah, that's absolutely 100. Mine just played stomp
1: when they didn't want to do work.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, I was at one point studying to be a music teacher. So I know what I know what I'm doing when it comes to fun teacher day.
1: Let's just do Jesus Christ Superstar once. Like, do you seriously Jesus want to watch Christ. that? And all of us are like, yeah, we Superstar. do. Uh, not this podcast. Other podcasts were that <laughs> Uh
0: Anyway, as we sort of are going to cap off each of our little sections as we're going through magic, because a lot of this stuff is being currently adapted into other forms of pop culture, this doesn't necessarily inform the way that you should view the way magic works in the comics, but it shows sort of... A look It's a way to have fun and look in at the ways that other people are being introduced to it currently, especially now knowing what you know from having gone through some of the characters' history. Well, and if we're going to talk about Doctor Strange, it's hard to
1: not talk about the multi-billion dollar movie franchise that Benedict Cumberbatch plays Doctor Strange in. Like, and the way that everyone knows this character
0: now. Exactly. Because um, before it was just a lot of people being like, isn't Dr. Orpheus based off of this guy? Off of somebody? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Dr. Orpheus is from Venture Brothers. You look very confused there, Mac. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, my professors are talking about the next class, and I'm horribly
1: confused. No, we will not be covering the Venture <laughs> Brothers, although that would be a great season. <laughs> oh, that would
0: be fun. Oh, my God. But Also, Dr. Orpheus is amazing. Uh, but to start us off, I have... All of, like, the cast and crew and particulars that we can lay down before we go into talking about uh, the particulars of how we felt about different parts of this adaptation. It's not going to be laying out of an, you know, not so much of a, like, a laying out a history type episode because, like, I could go into pre-production history. I could have took those notes, but guess how boring that is. Very dang. The only kind of history part I care too much about
1: is... Uh, I don't know if you have these in your notes, so I super apologize if i just just in your notes right here. The fact that there have been two previous attempts to do Doctor Strange movies, but neither on this scale. There was a made-for-TV movie in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And there was an animated feature that was remarkably similar to this one, but not very
0: good. And in the two decades before the marvel universe uh, officially started it was always kind of one of those maybe we should try this hey maybe we should try this hey maybe Guillermo del Toro's a rumor to direct for a week or two Sam Raimi always mm-hmm. was good.
1: Sam Raimi kept dropping
0: references to Doctor Strange in
1: um in the first Spider-Man
0: he did it uh but the Doctor Strange we ended up with And here's where I will officially start in on my notes and show that I can sometimes know what I'm doing. Of the two of us, you're the one that knows what you're doing. Let's be honest, here. Uh, Doctor Strange came out in 2016. It was directed by Scott Derrickson, who is uh, at the time best known for directing Exorcism of Emily Rose and Sinister. Uh, it was written with by Scott Derrickson uh, in conjunction with John Spate, who wrote on Prometheus, and C. Robert Cargill, who also wrote on Sinister. Uh,
1: I don't know Sinister. I'm assuming it's a horror movie. or something. It's a horror movie. It's, actually,
0: it's really good, actually. We covered it on Fried Squirms, just like Two months ago? Perfect. I was kind of hoping there would be an easy representative. You should listen to Fried Squirms here. Yeah. That's a powerful team. It's um, way more extreme than I expected for such a mainstream horror movie, but it's still accessible to a mainstream horror audience. If my
2: former roommate can watch it, then it's not
0: hardcore horror. <laughs> no, it's just, there's some kind of messed up parts. Oh. Anyway. As far as in front of the camera goes, uh, we have Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, at the time probably best known for being Sherlock. Probably still best known for being Sherlock. Khan.
1: Although by this point he had done Khan Smaug.
0: Noo- uh Smaug. Oh,
1: and um, Khan. And, and he had been
0: union Singh. Sing God, turning Con Noonian
1: Singh into a white boy killed me. Not. <laughs> he was good in the he role. He was really good. But he wasn't Ricardo Montalban. No, nope, not even close. <laughs>
0: Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch also provided half of the voice and the motion capture for Dormammu. That doesn't surprise me at all. And who's the other half? Is that gonna... They have never said. In oh. fact, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't actually credited as Dormammu. They don't credit Dormammu. I knew that he was part... I didn't know he mm-hmm. was half of it. Yeah, they, uh, they did layer in somebody else's voice just to make it a little bit less recognizable and to give it a little bit more otherworldly qualities, but I don't believe they've ever said to who other than he's British and has a deep voice. Okay. That's a lot of people. Right. <laughs> we have Chiwetel 4 mm. as Carl Mordo. He had been previously seen in Serenity and Love Actually. I will watch so anything
2: good. he does. I hope he plays Morgan Black. No, not Morgan. I hope he plays... Yeah, Morgan. In The Dresden Files, if the TV series comes, I hope he, like, that would be perfect. He would oh, do that'd be
1: amazing. kind of fun.
0: Yeah.
2: I just want him to play Harry Dresden now. I think he could do it. Oh my god, I would love that too. (laughs) He just has to be in the Dresden file, so he'd be perfect. (laughs) Uh,
0: There are two characters in this where I will do little asides on their actual comics bits Mm -hmm. uh, as we're introducing them. We can talk about their adaptation more later if you guys wish, but to sort of get it out of the way, with adaptations you often see composite characters happen, as a lot of times it just does not make, that much sense to introduce five extra characters on screen to do three minutes worth of screen time work or you might just have like oh this scene was really good but we don't have a whole lot of use for it anywhere else so rachel mcadams uh at the time probably best known for sherlock holmes as irene adler and wedding crashers plays christina palmer oh other
1: sherlock holmes sorry
0: yeah other (laughs) sherlock now christina palmer was the night nurse at the time in the comics that the movie was put out okay however the scenes that they lift from the comics happened with a different night nurse who was linda palmer who was linda carter there have been about five night nurses which is confusing now if you're paying really close attention the hospital that they are working at is the same hospital that appears in the Netflix Defenders verse.
1: Where a different Where Night Claire Nurse.
0: Temple, who also plays a version of the Night Nurse...
1: Who is also a composite character of yes. Claire Temple, who was Luke Cage's girlfriend, and the Night Nurse, who was... the Night Nurse. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, that's just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, Christina Palmer was chosen over the use of Clea, Specifically to try to anchor Strange more to humanity. Now, as I understand it, I think
1: she's back in the next
0: movie still. Hopefully. I'm not sure if that stayed with Raimi taking over over Derrickson.
1: Okay. I mean, I prefer Clea to... uh, She was lovely. Christina Mm -hmm. Palmer was lovely. I just... I'm a Clea fan.
0: (laughs) We've covered this. Mm -hmm. Uh we had Benedict Wong as Wong, uh who was probably best known at the time for Kick Ass Two and The Martian. He was now, good. Mads Mickelson, at the time best known for Rogue One and Casino Royale, probably to most people. Hannibal? Yeah, it would have started by that point. Although
2: They're almost concurrent.
0: Yeah.
1: No, because I watched Hannibal well before I watched this. Because Hannibal gave me nightmares and I couldn't keep watching it. He's um, also
2: in Death Stranding.
1: Um, oh, he's in a lot of stuff. He's really good. He also, he's if amazing. I remember, when he had to do reviews, it was either for this or, like, advertising. It was either for this or Star Wars. He just pulled out a bottle of vodka, like, while
0: interviewing <laughs> and just
1: started drinking from it. Like,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. He's good. I love him in uh, Valhalla Rising, personally. Really good movie. Uh, He plays Casilius, and he's the other one that I have notes about right away. So Casilius, between 1965, when the character first appeared in the comics... So like the year Strange came out. And uh, 2016, when this movie came out, had eight comics appearances. Cool. Enough that I can't tell you anything about his comics appearances.
1: Like, or not enough.
0: I believe seven of those appearances were in 1965 damn with another appearance happening in like 85 or like 92 something like that i can't remember which Hmm. so his character really didn't have much to go on in the comics he's a lackey of baron mordo they didn't
1: want to use mordo as the big villain in this one so they chose not i'll talk to it
0: we i have thoughts (laughs) uh and his character seems mostly to be based off of uh alaric and his desire for immortality uh, as well as more closely following the Baron Mordo backstory that we get in the comics, as opposed to what we end up seeing here on screen for Mordo. Mm. Also, his ending implies being turned into a mindless one. With the single eye? Yeah. I do want to see more of the
2: mindless
1: ones. Give me Cyclops zombies.
0: Now, I believe, uh, especially because Baron Mordo in the comics was extremely european especially with insisting people call him baron because he was a his first
1: name is carl with a k
0: yeah (laughs) like uh being one of his lackeys was also european and in fact in the comics was danish much like mads mickelson is
1: actually kind of like that nice forethought
0: and then we have tilda swinton uh, at the time, probably best known for Constantine and Chronicles of Narnia, the wi- the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe.
1: Oh, she was the White Witch, wasn't she?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, played awesome. the Ancient One. I'm going to get this out right
1: here, just so we don't have to focus too much on it later. I really hate that they whitewashed the Ancient One. And they pretty openly did it because uh, they didn't want a major Tibetan character because the China market is
0: huge. Not just that. So if you do it accurate to the comics, then you end up with a Fu Manchu stereotype-ish character. If you simply gender swap it, then you end up with a dragon lady. If you then make the uh, that lady young, then you seem to be appearing uh, favorable to a very disgusting part of the comic fan base who very disgustingly fetishizes... Uh, Asian women while being in cell neck beards.
1: Okay, I will give you that, but at the same time, whitewashing is real problematic, and putting her still in like Tibetan, Tibet, and doing all this Tibetan stuff. It's in Nepal. Nepal? Okay. You see how closely I paid attention. <laughs> but I don't. It just it it bugged me. And I see the arguments you're making, but I also
0: feel like I'm not wrong to be bugged no, here. No, no. Um, and here, actually, I, I immediately wrote down Scott Derrickson's comment on it is, Asians have been whitewashed and stereotyped in American cinema for over a century, and people should be mad or nothing will change. What I did was the lesser of two evils, but it is still an evil.
1: Damn, Derrickson. That actually makes me more okay. Okay, we can move on from this. I just couldn't talk about this without talking about the fact that they fuck and tilda swinton killed it so i am
0: not insulting tilda swinton here i think if you're i think tilda swinton is the best choice imaginable especially for how she decided to go about playing the character i liked her sass
1: (laughs) oh wow i just looked up what casalius looks like in the comic books he is that is not a strong costume boys and girls
0: no no it is not Got the eyes good though. Yeah, no, the <laughs> eyes are perfect. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Now, in much, much smaller roles, but I still wanted to point out we have Benjamin Bratt as Pangborn. Jonathan Pangborn. It is should be noted that Jonathan Pangborn is the name of the patient, the last patient that Doctor Strange turned down in the Oath before the accident happened.
1: God, the Oath comes up a
0: lot in this. Mm-hmm. Uh the other doctor. That Strange had to show up, was is... played by Michael Strahlberg, is Nicodemus West, who also came up in the Oath.
2: I was wondering if that was him. They did call him Nick. And if you put subtitles on when he talks, sometimes it says Nicodemus. Oh, cool. I had it with subtitles on. I didn't have subtitles, so I didn't see that part, but that's really interesting. Also, I like when they breathe sometimes, it has the t- subtitle Lipsmack. smack. <laughs>
0: hmm <laughs> Uh, Mark Anthony Brighton played uh, the master of the New York Sanctum Sanctorum that got killed. Yes, I'm so glad you
1: brought this one up.
0: Who was Daniel Drum, the brother to Jericho Drum, who's Dr. Voodoo.
1: Oh, I didn't realize it was the brother. I thought it was just Dr. Voodoo. No,
0: it was the brother. That's how the brother got killed. We
1: will be covering this probably next week. (laughs) Not next week, next episode. I am so excited for that part. What other
2: movies is he in? Because he was very familiar. I know where I've seen him before. Is it that organ harvesting movie? That's I vaguely remember it. I watched it when I was super young.
0: No. No? No. I saw him in Green Street Hooligans. Because he's a member of the firm. He's also been in uh, an episode of Doctor Who. That's probably where I saw him. The time of the Doctor. He was Colonel Albero. Oh, yeah. That's where I saw him. Um, oh, there's not much to that. Like, there's... Uh, And uh, Topo Resenwiro played Hamir, who was named after Hamir the Hermit in the comics, who in the comics is the father of Wong. Oh, okay. And also, just while I'm getting all the technicals out there, uh, the movie was made on a $165 million budget which then when you account for marketing and all that stuff that they have to to recoup, it was more like a $236 million budget. Doesn't matter. Made $677 million worldwide. Wow. uh 232 domestic, 445 international, $85 million its opening weekend.
1: That's very impressive. That's solid. Yeah, this was... And this wasn't even a huge success for Marvel or no. a huge investment for Marvel. Like, this was solidly...
0: Middle of the line for them. Well, I think comparatively in the time period, Ant Man, also not considered to be one of the bigger successes, actually did like better numbers. Because I think Ant Man did like seven fifty on like a one thirty budget. This is better than Ant Man. (laughs) I
2: I would agree wholeheartedly. I recently watched that again, and I uh, didn't really enjoy it. I liked Ant-Man,
1: um, but anytime I think of Ant-Man, I think of back in the 60s, Marvel Martin Goodman sold Marvel Comics, he mm-hmm. was the main owner at the time, uh, for a certain amount, and Jack Kirby started laughing, and he was like, even Ant-Man is worth more than what you got for that. And Jack Kirby was pretty open about the fact, he was like, I did not do my best
0: work when I made Ant-Man. Like, that was... So, that's all the technicals aside. Um... If you guys don't mind, we'll take a small break and then go into talking about the actual movie. Let's do this. Well, how did everyone enjoy the movie? I was actually
1: just thinking (laughs) that uh, I'm really glad we started with this one, because we're generally trying to pick, like, decent movies to make you watch here. Mm. Thank you. But not all of them are gonna be.
0: No, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, our... Our options are limited at times. Yeah. (laughs) i put this as solid middle-of-the-line Marvel. Yeah. Also, I I suppose I should say to our audience that we should assume that you've all seen the movie if you're listening to this, too. Yeah, at this point, it's spoilers spoilers. I mean, the movie's five years old, which, I guess, spoiler warning. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I like it. I... I have critiques, but most of them are in the pretty standard Marvel. I think Casalius is decidedly forgettable, which is too bad when you have such a Nicholson. actor. Yeah.
0: I remember okay. I mean, I'll agree he's falls in the problem that most of the Marvel movie villains fall into, unless you're Thanos or Kiltmonger. But I'd say he's still more rememberable than like, I don't Ronan the accuser. Lee Pace got way more screwed than Mads did.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ronan
0: didn't really have anything
1: to do but yell.
0: Yeah, His and costume like, was so good though. And like look dumbly when get asked to dance battle. That's a that's a different
1: that's next season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get why they picked Benedict Cumberbatch. Batch, batch, batch. batch. Benedict Cumberbatch. I like like I know some people who really can't stand him. I I like him. I'm not devoted to him. I like him better than any of the other choices that came up. I know like Joaquin Phoenix was considered at one point. Oh. and I don't think there's anything bad in that. But like Benedict has the look pretty good, and the he has yeah. He pretty successfully plays a pretty douchey surgeon. Yeah scarily so. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> oh, are are you really unpleasant in real life because you're too good at this?
0: <laughs> well, Mac, you're the one that we've been trying to bestow ma- knowledge upon. Mm. You've seen the movie before. Mm. How did it feel different coming into it now after having gone back and read this Doctor Strange that we did, especially the oath considering how many times it's referenced in All this the movie?
2: Time. I was actually pointing it out to my fiance who like loved the movie. My first time watching it was like when it first came to DVD, like twenty, like a little after it hit theaters, mm-hmm. right? 2016, 2017. And I had no knowledge of what Doctor, who Doctor Strange was. And so now reading the comics and seeing it again, like I had a huge appreciation for it. I think the adaption to screen, they did all the right things to like market it out to newer people. Because like, after all, that's why I asked, like I saw mm-hmm. the movie. I want to know more about that guy. He looks cool. They made interesting choices, but I think it paid off in the end. It's a good movie. I think the throwbacks they have to all the weird psychedelic stuff when he's having the open your eye moment with the ancient <laughs> one like really struck the same tone as some of the stuff you read in like the eighties and nineties from the comic books. The bit where he's looking at his hands that are growing into, into hands,
1: hands and then the, the hands takeovers. Are... I am not okay with that <laughs> so like good. five seconds of visual. Or like his is...
2: face shattering and then him coming out his face into his eye, and then through his eye into like the cosmic space It was absolutely insane. Also, question on that he straight up just runs into dormammu yep and like how like that happens right he's actually yeah. there for
0: a second yeah he's actually there for a second
2: it's like dormammu like what what
0: probably <laughs> what is that well, that was weird
1: like, that was,
2: uh, hey didn't i see you before um i thought that scene was great uh my fiance loved it as well i think overall the cinematography was great um acting was superb some of the writing was hit or miss for me. Some of the things it would say, I was like, like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it was good. I liked it.
1: Real quick. Did you catch the Warhammer 40k reference that they slipped into this? Yeah. Uh, I think I of, missed it. One of the books, when he's checking them out, he's like, I read all the books. And they, uh, Wong starts giving him One of them is the Codex Imperium. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's so <laughs> And we just covered in the Art of Wargaming, the, uh, the Imperial Infantryman's Handbook. So the Codex Imperium comes up way too much That's in a book amazing. that I just had to read. Uh, oh my ah. god! Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad to be done with that book. I mean, um,
0: <laughs> what's the biggest change you noticed that you liked, and what's the biggest change you noticed that you didn't like, mm. or a thing you would consider a change? Because like some of this is hazy. We'll be honest. <laughs>
2: I like this Wong more. They gave him Mm. a lot more personal freedom than the Wongs in the comic books. I like Wong in the comic books. He's amazing. But this Wong had, like, he had agency.
1: It's easier when Wong isn't
2: starting from a subservient position. True. And he's not, like, bound into a marriage he knows nothing about and then has to give up. (laughs) the whole thing. (laughs) And then the fiancé gets killed by a demon or something. This Wong was great. Um, I am on the fence about what they did with, what's his, it, Mordo? The replacement for Mordo. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, Casalius. Uh, I like the execution. I'm just not sure. It could have, I don't know. That one's weird. I like, I don't know. <laughs> 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 on the fence about it. So, there's good and bad. Uh, I think it was appropriate for a screen, though, because it would give readers something new with the comics. They wouldn't know exactly everything that's going on. So maybe if they didn't know Mordo was actually a bad guy, they're like, oh crap, he's trying to kill the Ancient One. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was interesting to see Mordo have a plot other than I will
1: murder the Ancient One.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love EG4 in this. He, other than wearing green and training under the Ancient One, is pretty
0: much not Mordo. Like right. right. Yeah. No, he, he's a completely different character archetype that pops up, but it's not one that we normally associate with Mordo. Yeah. yeah.
2: I've got no problem with the character. It's just, it's not Mordo. I also uh, don't recall, does Mordo ever make a pact with Dormammu in the comics? I don't remember him doing that.
1: In the, He was already working for Dormammu when you first meet him. He's okay. like trying to kill the Ancient One for Mordo, Dormammu. Got it. And the Ancient One's like...
0: That's okay, buddy. <laughs> that's, you silly that's cute. guy.
1: That's You're cute. having fun, and that's what's important. <laughs> it's here. your emo phase. Mm.
0: <laughs> I do wanna. I do wanna make a note back on the note of Wong. Mm. Uh-huh. He wasn't originally in the script oh, really? because they were having a hard time of dealing with the fact that almost every incarnation of Wong, even if he wasn't um, his actual manservant, mm. was usually at least hired by Strange, and they're like. We just we just really don't want to play with this power dynamic yeah. until they then hired Tilda Swinton as ancient one. And they're like, oh, we need to put an Asian back in this like now. So they basically crafted this Wong from the ground up mm. and describe him more as like the the um, drill sergeant slash librarian. drill sergeant librarian like. hmm.
1: By the end, he pretty much works for Strange because Strange is now the Sorcerer Supreme. But it's uh, again.
2: It's like a much a lot, more lot different footing. Terms. Yeah, um, more like an advisor than a, a manservant. Uh, speaking of librarians, why did they cut off the last one's head? They didn't do anything with it, and you don't even see the body. Like, why? Like, don't kink him. Ew. Hannibal needs <laughs> to food. Hannibal needs snacks. That's fair, but like... (laughs) If you're gonna hire, man. Head cheese. If you're gonna eat the head, why put it in that bucket, which looks like an urn for ash? Pickling barrel. And then if you're not gonna use it, why bother collecting the head, first of all? You're just gonna kill him and leave the body there, right? I don't under... Like, was it just for flourish? Like, I'm confused. The
1: real answer is probably a cutscene or something like that. uh, Or,
0: yeah, no. Or you're right with just drama. Yeah. Just flourish, because it'd be extra.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Also, uh, the Eye of Agamotto. I like how they changed it. Also, I missed the actual Eye of Agamotto. I thought that was cooler. You don't want it to just be the time stone? No, because then what happens when the stone is gone? It's just, what, nothing? It's just an amulet with nothing.
0: I think that, I think if they ever wanted to do an Eye of Agamotto without the Time Stone being involved, that's when you just go, well, he had two eyes.
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs)
1: fair. The urge to turn every MacGuffin into an Infinity Stone makes sense from a creative standpoint of we need to actually unify everything. Mm -hmm. But it also, in my opinion, weakens a few things. Mm -hmm. And it does make... The Eye of Agamotto, extremely time-based, which it never it was, was before. Like, was like the, the using all the time travel in this is... Strange has f- fucked with time before, but this is new. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: which wasn't my favorite, but whatever. It gave them something to kind of focus on a little bit. All right. So, your
0: guys' thoughts on Sling Rings?
2: Yeah. I don't like the idea that even the Sorcerer Supreme had to have a sling ring to get in and out of this... What was it? The mirror dimension, right?
1: No, it's a teleporter. Although I think you also use the sling ring to... I don't think you have to
0: use the sling ring to do the mirror. To get out. Oh, to get out, She implies
2: you can make it and go in, but you can't come out without your sling ring. Without it. Which is weird. Also, the mirror dimension... Visually amazing. Yes. but I think they leaned on it too much because... In the comics, there's actually spells. And she mentions that in the training. We use words, like a program to cast these spells, but she's not using words while she's making the spell. And then when they're in the mirror dimension, they're not saying anything. They're just like... And then things happen with Okay, I'm just going to get this out
1: there. You realize when you move your hands like that, nobody can yes. see what's happening? But now here? they know,
2: because okay. <laughs>
0: we talked <No>. about it.
2: <laughs> um, but that does set up a cool, that cool um, tension moment when Casselius can just do that
0: outside the mirror dimension because of Dormammu. Right. Because the influence of the dark dimension warps the mirror dimension. Yeah. It was interesting. It makes sense to give
1: him a simple thing that he is struggling with and then have it be like the, the one spell he has easily learned and then take use whatever he's using to take that away. But honestly, I don't actually think you need the sling ring, the sling ring. You could have just, you know, he's struggling to learn how to
0: teleport, toss him out, like, it'll be fine. I do think it's an, a great built-in way for, then why isn't he just everywhere all the time? That's fair. Okay. Um, and that's just in general for, like, all of them, not even just Doctor Strange in general, but just, mm. like, like they can't even just do it by themselves, they need this to do it, so this is why. So, shut up. <laughs> they have
1: dealt with the difficulty of Doctor Strange having teleportation spells before.
0: Uh and it can be definitely problematic. Plus I think I mean you guys already already kind of sort of mentioned it. It's just the easy writing way to sort of be like look, otherwise you can do anything with magic, so we need to be able to put some barriers in place to like up the stakes at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, that actually brings into what is probably my biggest critique of this. Because the way they do magic is pretty cool. It looks good. Mm. But they still keep trying to turn Strange into an action hero. Mm -hmm. He keeps throwing punches. Man, your hands are already in bad shape. (laughs) Every time he's like, ah! (laughs) Why did I do that? Throwing punches or kicks or whatever. And I get it. Especially for an American action movie, it's a lot easier. Even his magic is very, like, combat-based... But I don't want Combat Doctor Strange. I want Spellslinger Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even in the Oath, when he's doing uh,
2: martial arts, it's mostly stuff like throws. It's physically because there's literally nothing else he can do during that, what, that two minutes he's on there with the, mm-hmm. with the hourglass? And, uh, I mean, I think he does, like, one hit, but
1: it's like an open palm hit as opposed to, like, a punch. Because like, he can't. I get that he has had some training in the martial arts. I feel like it went... And it's a common thing to do with Doctor Strange in
0: animation. Oh, he's made a magical sword. No, I don't want... No. Once again, I think this was just another one of those things... I kind of agree with you guys. I would have liked to see more spell slinging, because... Because it's what Doctor Strange is. Not saying that there's not a lot of spells being slung around in this movie. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of super awesome, trippy magical sequences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially with all the mirror dimension interacting with dark dimension stuff. Mm um just like in, inception on a grand scale but i think part of it was they were trying to tie it to um they just debu- debuted the uh all new all different doctor strange in the comics at the same time mm-hmm. who already had a penchant for going towards a battle axe
2: <laughs> which he tried to in
0: the movie
1: yep yep that was a nice like Reference to the Jason Aaron run. Mm -hmm. Um, I get it. I just want him to be like slinging energy. I would have loved to see the Crimson Bands of Sitarak. Yeah. Like I I would have loved to see some actual spells that he commonly uses in the comic book. I agree. Because we have those spells.
2: For the fires of the ley line.
1: Flames of the Faultine. Like
0: there's options here. We've read several of them in the last. Uh, we didn't get the Vapors of the Voltor, but we did get the Vaulting Boots of the Voltor, which is super
2: cool. Mm-hmm. I
0: like this. Uh,
1: and then he's got the Staff of the Living Tribunal. Living Tribunal will come up in a later episode. He is the most powerful creature we ever see, and, like, he rates above Eternity, and Eternity is oh, the universe
2: in physical form. How can you rate above That's a question for later.
1: That is for the, uh, (laughs) this episode's confusing episode. Cool. Um, And it's weird that he has a staff whose special ability is that it grows longer, but... Grabs things.
0: I have a feeling that he's not channeling the true potential of that staff. No. If it's the staff of the Living Tribunal, then it can do more than that.
1: But it did make me go, hey, like it was a fun little, like, reference.
0: Did you notice the Wand of Watum? Yes.
1: He doesn't do much. You have no doesn't idea how do to use anything <laughs> with
0: it. But... <laughs> Did you notice the staff of the one?
1: No, I didn't. You probably wouldn't even know what that one is. I don't is. even know what it is. That'll come
2: up in one of our witch episodes. It's from Runaways. They do mention it over and over again. The many becoming the few becoming the one.
0: There, are... <laughs> there is an uncredited appearance by Tina Minoru, mother of Nico Minoru, Okay. The Staff of One is from a comic
1: called Runaways, uh, written by the same guy who wrote Doctor Strange the Oath. Okay. Also had a TV show based off of it. Really? Um, I think it would have been greenlit like months after
0: this came out, something
1: They had tried for years to make a movie, and they eventually Mm -hmm. made a TV show. But the Staff of One is a magic staff that can do basically anything, but it can do it once. Okay. So you can do... A I like that. Healing spell. Once. But you have to be very specific about it because, you know or like a spell that makes you fly, but you can only do it the one time. If you try to do it again, something will weird will happen, like birds will burst out of the center of the staff or something.
2: Is it like once per person or once? Once.
1: As far as I know, just once. I like that.
2: Uh so you have to be
1: crazy specific, you know. Wings.
0: But as long as you're good at being specific, it's crazy powerful. Like, you can take on Dormammu with this. It's pretty cool. I like it. And then obviously the cloak.
2: But you need that because that's when you get the shot of Doctor Strange being Doctor Strange. The Cloak of Levitation is very important. Mm -hmm.
1: The Cloak of Levitation, they took what was kind of a runaway joke in the comics, and made it much more real. This cloak is much more C- conscious, C- yes, alive, than we used to see. Yeah. And they do make jokes about the cloak likes to hide.
0: Mm.
1: They're like, have you seen my cloak of levitation? It's hiding again. And they're like, oh, I love to do that, Master.
0: Like, <laughs> But in this one, it straight up is like his dog. Well, it's it's kind of uh, the flying carpet from Aladdin. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> it saves his life so many times. Or the scene where it's Physically beating that guy across the floor for like
0: five minutes. I'm okay with it being the flying carpet, by the way. It's amazing. It's good. Uh,
1: It was a very like Marvel MCU moment. It almost made me roll my eyes a little bit. But the bit where he's like just about to cry of his (laughs) girlfriend leaving. (laughs) And it like starts wiping away the tears in his eyes. He's like, stop Stop. it. No. Like, I think his, this is actually a good way. His look is gorgeous here. Mm. The entire setup, I understand why they can't just do a straight comic adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I super get why they don't have the big collar that I mean, the cloak usually has. I guess, mean, he pops it up a little bit. It's like, like an homage. Yes. Yeah. But like, for real, like okay, I understand why they don't have it, but I love that look. Mm. So I'm really bummed that they don't have that at the same time. Very fair. fair. Um, In the comics, the Jason Aaron run, which was coming out right at the same time, and they had released pictures of Strange by this point. They forced it to not have the raised bit for Mm. a while, and they tried to age Strange down so he didn't have, like, white hair bits anymore. Oh, weird. And uh, Carlos Pacheco, I think, no, not Carlos Pachico, the artist of the time was like, I'm not doing that. You you could take away my cool collar if you absolutely have to. Gotta keep the. Air. But I refuse to make him like twenty five. Uh,
0: thoughts on Dormammu? I miss his fire face. That's is... fair. I I think I know why not though. Because it's hard to do. No, because the casual viewer goes, "Why is his bad guy Ghost Rider?"
2: That's fair. Or they wanted the Incredible Four.
0: Fantastic Four.
2: Yeah. What? Incredible
0: for? <laughs> yeah. The Incredibles. Okay, we have to do a sci fi season. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> um, the
2: dark dimension was portrayed very strangely in this movie.
1: Very classic Steve Ditko, though. Those mm. in the old school, he would have been walking along those like weird Temples. twisty tendril things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because some of those were almost spot
1: on as some uh-huh. of the Ditko art. And Ditko had Trippy down like nobody's business. Mm. I just, he didn't look like Dormammu to me, and it's because the head wasn't on fire. Like, I feel like there is a way you could have done it that it wouldn't have looked like Ghost Rider.
0: He did have the lines like classic Dormammu.
1: Yes, the, the I, I saw bits of it. He, Dormammu does surrender ridiculously fast in this. He's like... I'm trapped. Well, we got a montage. Okay, we but don't but know still, the extent of, the, the true extent of the montage. But it been years. He killed him, like, five times and was like, all right, I'm bored, whatever. <laughs> like,
0: but he's Strange not, I, I will defend okay that, though, because, like, Dormammu, first off, isn't even used to experiencing time.
2: Mm.
0: He's also not experiencing it the same way Strange is at that point. Like, he's caught in this and he is aware of what's going on. And he is the one in the room that actually has an idea of how long eternity truly is. And so every second he's having to deal with this, he's like, really? This for how long?
1: <laughs> <laughs> existence? Yeah. I, get, I just... Maybe it was the pacing. It just felt like he was like, fine, whatever. I have better things to do today.
0: Gonna need a montage.
1: It was a good montage.
0: Montage! Does strange... <laughs> remember any of that like you could argue that he doesn't necessarily which, that he goes in that he's not even having to he's dealing with it 10 seconds at a time and that's it i suppose you would have to you go and because he goes because otherwise it becomes ridiculously
1: traumatizing and oh, like one of the later that. peter capaldi episodes which of mm. doctor who mm. which is some great doctor who but that's again not this podcast uh But it does explain how Strange is so chill
0: afterwards.
2: Some of those death sequences are brutal.
0: (laughs) I do also have uh, one other theory why Dormammu isn't quite as flaming. Mm -hmm. Because the stinger shows... The stinger is... One of the mid credit stinger is straight from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So they were already partially into production on that. And you also don't want to mistake Surtur.
1: Yeah, yeah. we finished watching this and then we just were like, damn, now we want to watch Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Which it is not hard to make my wife and I want to watch Thor Ragnarok,
0: so... <laughs> no, that's that's fair.
2: I haven't watched it yet. Is that the one... Oh, it's a common. Is that the it's one a that's based off of Battle Planet
0: where Thor is stuck it's in the It's loosely
1: based off of World War Hulk. Got it. Except with Thor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: By Taika! Oh, Yes. I haven't read it, but there's a big reference to it, and I wanted to ask you, Zach, into Shambhala. I haven't read the specific Doctor Strange story, I don't mm. think. think. Because that was kind of the shout out with a Shambhala being the, the Wi Fi password. There is a, a strange graphic novel into Shambhala. Interesting. We're not savages. That was
1: a good that was a good gag. That was one of the better written, like throwaway jokes. i look on his face. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> Again, more to four's acting right there was just mm, excellent. I mean, Shambhala is an existing thing yeah. in Tibetan myth
0: too. Uh, right, right. But there's, there is specifically a strange story.
1: Yes. So with Mordo. Okay. And his, we seem to be setting it. We seem to be setting him up for, Trying to kill sorcerers in the future? Interesting. I mean, because in that post-credits scene... Did you watch for the
2: post-credits with Thor?
1: No, the other post-credits. I only saw the one. Okay. Always watch through everything on a Disney Marvel movie. Cool. Just, we're getting that out there right now. Uh, Mordo pops up and he's talking to... Uh, Pangborn. Pangborn, the guy who... Got the use of his legs back. Mm. And he's like, I figured out the problem with magic. And he stabs him and kills him. He goes, too many sorcerers. And it's Eagerfor. so it's amazing. But that is so different from Mordo as we have seen him. What do you, th- like, mm. any thoughts on? I...
0: I guess I have to ask this to you because you didn't see the scene. But... That's news to me. Uh, wow. Well hmm let's see part of my thoughts are he's still not a hundred percent ruled out for being involved in one of their properties that is currently airing wandavision
1: he just pops up and stabs agatha (laughs) too many soldiers (laughs) that's all he says and
2: leaves
0: (laughs) because things are still kind of hazy. (laughs) he's probably not involved but things are still hazy enough that he could be involved in some way so interesting it's a very different thing. I guess he's probably not involved, but... In other magic,
1: that would be very well hidden if suddenly Mordo turned out to be the bad guy in it. In other magic things I can think of, I've th- I've seen stuff of, like, a sorcerer killing other sorcerers, but it's usually to, like, steal their power, not stop sorcerers from sorcerer? sourcing. Right. <laughs> Sorcering. Sorcerling, sorcering. sorcering.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It fits though with the way that he was set up to be the true believer, and then the...
2: he's the price that needs to be paid now.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they broke him. He's like twice even. Mm-hmm.
2: That that I that's something I wanted to mention. The detail during the final fight of him, like he's involved, but like every scene you see, like him and like Wong and Doctor Stranger, like during the fight. Like, they're in it, but, like, you see always in the back, like, in the back of the shot, he's just, like, staring at them like monsters. He's like, what are you doing? Like, the entire time, this that, that look of horror Because
0: is an amazing actor. Yeah, yeah, just the
2: entire time. It was a good detail, because then it's not a surprise when he leaves. You're so like, he's not, he's not staying after that. Well, and Wong was very much, don't stop. You, know? well, mm-hmm. he, he, you can't. <laughs> in his position, would you be like, no, put me back on that? I'm not disagreeing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm on Doctor Strange's side in this. And I am, too. Like, only ever about 50% on Strange's side. Like, he does good, but... Okay,
2: I'd give up to 75. Yeah. But, uh... He's just an extra... So, like, I would say... The previous Sorcerer Supreme... Uh, the Ancient One... Was one side of the spectrum... And Morda was the other side of the spectrum. So we see both sides now. Where she was willing to, like, really break the rules. And he won't break any rule. And Doctor Strange kind of in the middle. He'll He, like... He won't kill people, but he also is willing to bend rules along the way, which is like a perfect middle ground.
1: I definitely, I wish they had had a little bit more about the fact that Strange basically ended this without killing anyone, except the one guy. But that was he electrocuted his spirit, and even that he was like, "No, I am not okay." Like that was possibly my favorite scene because you really got to see the morals of Strange in a way that we hadn't before this,
2: mm-hmm. except
1: in the oath. I mean in the movie. I oh, hadn't seen. True. Uh yeah. like we you know, he is a we know he's a brilliant surgeon, we know he's trying to save people, but that he is just such a a d- I mean arrogant. They even reference War Machine when he's going through that. Yeah. No, not more war machine. That's
0: not War Machine? This happens uh too after, early. Nope, it happens after Civil War. The Fihe confirmed it happens before oh
1: right because the timeline is not exactly
0: identical to when the movies come out it is most likely one of justin hammer's test pilots
1: oh Oh. that's less exciting i liked it being a war machine reference but i mean don chino
2: is not 35 but um. two questions yes who is the guy with the bullet in his head at the beginning of the movie i feel like you don't get shot in the head without a good reason right what, is that like is that anyone or was it just he just shot in the head i think it was a dude that got shot in the head yeah i think it was the and then who's the lady him. who got hit by lightning with the thing in her head
0: so at the time the movie came out it was thought that that might be them setting up for captain marvel oh which it turned out not to be the case okay but Interesting. it still might be able to be used for something else um mm-hmm. once the once it was proven to not be the setup for captain marvel there was rumors that it might be the setup for Typhoid Mary, but then we got her um, in the Defenders verse, so it's also not her, but you can stretch probably a few other characters to the point where it could be them if you wanted to to go off that in the future. It felt just so specific. Like,
2: I mean, I know they'd have to be, so it's more realistic because he's a neurosurgeon, but like, it felt really specific for no reason. Cause would be like, oh, she has something. She had been like, her brain's fried. That's fine. But like, they added the part, like, there's something in your head that needs reset. Really specific.
1: Mm-hmm. We they we also know that they like to just toss in little references. So that could be a specific character that they were thinking of that mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily have plans for. But Scott Derrickson just wanted to, like, nod at. That's
0: mm-hmm. fair. And who knows? Now that he isn't directing the sequel, who knows if it ever gets expounded upon. Probably but not. Usually what happens.
1: Could be Moonstone. Hmm. Anyways i don't think i have much more on this one
0: i will say <laughs> just as an aside for the experience of watching this movie there was one time in the grand grand tradition of doctor strange and it's it's storied history that you were sober that i tried to watch this movie on mushrooms and got bored Interesting. I had a friend that did similar and was like, that movie's amazing. I think it's because of how I, I've tried to watch other things too, under the influence, and I just uh every case seems to pretty much bore me, but it's it's just because of how I start viewing the TV.
1: I don't generally like being indoors or watching. Yeah, stuff no,
0: I personally. that's like one of the only times I like being outdoors. Don't do drugs, kids. Um. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is kind of our family friendly show so I'm not saying do drugs I'm just saying reporting back on my own experience in which case I actually got bored because like watching it happen on screen was cool but like it happens on screen whether I'm under the influence or not the fact that I could go look at the wall and it was doing similar things was the amazing part
1: <laughs>
2: yeah you were just watching the dark
1: dimension there
2: so can't say I've watched anything under the influence before so that's news to me
0: just, just a thought,
1: personal thing. I know, but that's a different podcast. Different, different podcast.
0: I just thought it was funny since we've brought up the grand history of Doctor Strange Was before. because
1: psychedelics were popular. No, it's
0: 100%. And I am
1: curious what people's responses are to that.
0: hmm I am. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation.
2: <laughs> I like the scene that they pull from the Oath when he's on the table. And he pops out.
0: Next, oh yeah, with
2: Dr. Palmer. I thought that was a good throwback. I definitely felt for Palmer throughout this entire thing, when she's like, come on, what now? He's, he's bringing a late. who honestly shouldn't have even lasted as long as she did when she fell, what, like a 20, 30 stories through that glass onto the sidewalk? Like, sh- there wouldn't be a skull left. Also, Palmer almost definitely doesn't have a job at the end of this. No. When, like, no. someone just busts in. That's probably why she's not the night nurse anymore, because she's
1: got fired. Or why she is the night nurse now, because she got fired from her regular job. That's... Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, there is... I felt really bad for her, because he's like, What up? I'm your ex-boyfriend. I just appeared, showed you the world is way bigger than you thought it was, traumatized you, and then freaking dipped in the broom closet. Have fun with your PTSD. I mean, she handled it well, especially (laughs) that scene where she
2: walks in, he's washing his hands, and she sees, like, the cloak. She's like, Whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Just what it is. <laughs> I will say now with uh my watch last night probably being my fifth time watching it, I far more appreciate the foreshadowing with his watch. Uh showing being connected being connected to Night Nurse, who is the character intended to be his anchor to humanity, mm-hmm. and showing that he can care about others even when he's deep in the dark depths of his own depression um showing that he eventually breaks time oh yeah and the fact that he doesn't get it set back to being uh good uh foreshadowing that they don't actually get back together even after his growth
1: yeah that's fair just because i was thinking of it you know and that watch being like his important one there is nothing that is more crappy rich person than having an entire drawer full of watches that just spin, spin
2: <laughs> yeah. for no reason whatsoever. That's my fiance's that first is, question. Why that is just obnoxious rich person stuff right there. Um, I also like that they show that he physically has the choice to fix his hands whenever he wants. He just chooses not to. I think that was a nice this flavor back at the end. Like He's physically choosing to do this because it's better. It's not something that it was forced upon him. He's he's made the choice. Mm-hmm. This is his life now.
1: Uh in that Mark Wade Doctor Strange one we read, I did think it was interesting, and the series didn't really ever go anywhere, of realizing that he could do both and feeling obligated to do both is a super interesting idea. Because mm-hmm. it forces Strange to be in the real world more than he usually is. That's messy. But yeah. It's not it was never a thing that I thought was going to last.
0: Yeah. I just I really appreciated the subtle, but really gnarly makeup effects on his hands oh, yeah. for those scars. <laughs> whole time. Oh, that was, it was really well done. Cause yeah. it was like, they were faded and looked well done, but you could also see the extent of them. And you're like, Ooh, crazy. Or like, Ooh that's he's my... constantly
2: shaking. Like mm-hmm. even when he's doing stuff, it was really good.
1: No one could have done better. I could have. Well, then
2: maybe you shouldn't drive like a jerk. (laughs) You put yourself in here.
1: This is your fault, Steve. Mm -hmm. And I used the
2: actual line, you ruined me, which I also enjoyed. Mm Mm-hmm. So.
1: Although it looks like Nicodemus West in the Marvelverse is not going to turn into a crappy pharmaceutical villain, because, I mean, if nothing else, he still has that moment of like, All right, I need you to do this for me. Like, I am.
0: This is. Uh, From the sounds of it, that might have happened under Derrickson. But now with Raimi. By the way, I mean, if you're going to take it away from Scott Derrickson, bringing in Sam Raimi for the sequel, I am just ecstatic.
1: And we're still not 100% sure why that happened. Uh, Derrickson was signed up. To do the sequel. Okay. And everyone was pretty into it because he did this one and we enjoyed it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Along with Cargill, the uh, co-writer.
1: Oh, they were both back? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and I mean, they announced it, Multiverse of Madness. Elizabeth Olsen's going to be in that as the Scarlet Witch, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nice. But he dipped, citing, I think, creative Creative differences, differences. But stayed on as a producer? He's still executive producer. Which could mean I've done enough work that you have to give me something. Or it could be something like uh, Favreau, who was like, man, I like the work we did. I li- I just don't want to, like, what you want to do and what I want to do is too different, but I still want to support you.
0: Hmm. Yeah. For some reason, good or ill, it, they're giving him an above-the-line credit so that he's going to make residuals on this. Mm-hmm basically he's got points on it being being an executive producer um whatever work he did they're like they're making sure he gets compensated for it very well however they're not even like him and cargill didn't even do a final version of their script script to hand in interesting it's oh they had already
1: left by that point yeah
0: so the it's written by the guy i believe who's writing the upcoming loki series for disney plus Interesting. That looks pretty good. So mm-hmm. it could be fun. And then Sam Raimi directing. I mean, Raimi. I'm not the same Raimi devotee that
1: you are, but I like Sam Raimi. And it's it'll be exciting to see him do a superhero movie in the modern day. Because Sam Raimi directed the first three Spider-Man movies. Mm. And he kind of set the tone for what superhero movies could become someday. Mm -hmm. And then Iron Man really like solidified that tone, So seeing him come back. Yeah, not at like the nascent era, but like deep into superheroes as major media. And just with what we can do with technology today. Right. It's pretty could be pretty interesting.
0: Uh, Plus, it pretty much guarantees us a Bruce Campbell MCU cameo.
1: I'm trying to think of who I want him to be.
0: Who do, Yeah, That that's the question now. Who do you want Bruce Campbell to show up as? If he's not just going to be a rando bystander or like the maitre d' or something. Although I kind of hope he's the ring announcer from the first Spider-Man. Because it's multiverse madness, so. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Executioner would have been my choice, but they already got Carl Urban to do it. And mm. he was perfect mm-hmm. in that, so... He'd be a fun Mephisto.
0: Yeah? He'd be a wild choice for Mephisto. He'd be, yeah, that'd be pretty insane. I would love that choice as Mephisto. Um, Also, alternate universe Doctor Strange. Weird old man Doctor Strange from the other universe?
1: Yes! They gave him the blue cloak. He's the right, I mean, he's got the white in his hair and everything
0: at this point. Yeah. It'd be amazing, I'm telling you. Like,
1: let him play doctor strange 10 15 years ago i would have said simon williams wonder man okay down to like i'm kind of a schlocky b movie mm. actor guy like okay although these days i'm still saying nathan Fillion for wonder man <laughs> i'm done with that <laughs> um we've kind of ranged from doctor strange here but it's kind of hard to talk about the mcu without talking about everything. all of the, the MCU. mcu yeah the the wider marvel Cinematic Universe. I've gathered such facts
2: from <laughs> our. I think
0: it. we've talked about all the the nice little adaptation issues and things we've seen, and if you want more movies,
1: you can check out. As I said, there was an animated Doctor Strange movie that came out in, probably sometime around 2010. It was okay. This was better, if we're being honest. But um, I mean, Disney made it, so it's going to have high production. And it was a directed video cartoon. Which, I'm not wildly against those, but Marvel's not as good at them as DC is. True. It did form a lot of the basic ideas that kind of evolved into this movie, like the wider range of magicians Mm. that all seem to work with the Ancient One, and the uh, different sanctums being like guard posts as opposed to just the Sorcerer Supreme Sanctum Sanctorum. Right. Which anytime we talk about it anymore, I just now think of that Mark Wade run where he's just like, I...
2: "It doesn't protect anything." It doesn't protect. I just like it here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's really nice. I like the people. This is a good neighborhood. Now, well, it technically, it doesn't anymore because the one thing it was protecting is gone. It got smashed. So what? It's just the the Hong Kong is all that's left. I mean, I'm. He's in New York
1: by uh by the end yeah Yeah. so i think he just rebuilds the the sphere
0: yeah well because is he is he actually sorcerer supreme by that one he isn't because he's not technically sorcerer supreme at the end of this because they mentioned there is no sorcerer supreme and we have to be ready for that Mm -hmm. and he's like we'll be ready
1: (laughs) okay so i don't think he's the sorcerer supreme yet by that point i forgot that he wasn't At the end of
2: this one. Which I also appreciate they didn't just throw him into that role because he has to earn it.
1: Yeah, he has not, he is not the most powerful or the most knowledgeable. That's actually a good
0: point. I kind of appreciate that they didn't just go. I was totally expecting that too. And they just didn't. I think if this movie was made 15 years ago, they would. It would have ended with him. Yeah. I mean, I forgot
1: that he wasn't. It was just so expected for it to happen. It would be fun to have him earn the role of Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, he's. Dr. Flippin' Strange, like
2: that's Mm -hmm. that's what he does I have a sneaking suspicion he's just gonna be it at the beginning of the next movie, there's just gonna be a time lapse, he's like, he's earned it between movies I think that's what they're gonna do Well, in
1: Infinity War, I mean there is the time lapse although he dies in Infinity War He comes back I mean, no, but still
2: (laughs) He comes back always You can't kill Dr. Strange, he's more of an idea at this point (laughs) (laughs) Um Yeah, I did. I did appreciate that because they could have easily been like, all right, you're the new one. But even Wong's like, no, you have a lot to learn still. Mm -hmm. And then they end it there. So
1: they could have even just been like you. The Eye of Agamotto chose you. Bam. You're the Sorcerer Supreme now. That's how it works here. Yeah. (laughs) The Eye of Agamotto is terribly defined throughout the history of comic books. (laughs) We
0: can make it do whatever we need it to. I mean, because
1: I actually did some more investigating after the episode we recorded because he originally was given the Eye of Agamotto to deal with Dormammu, but later on it becomes kind of a symbol of Strange. Mm, mm-hmm. well, of the Sorcerer Supreme True. specifically. True. Uh, but he even had it before, so it kind of later got retconned into this is the symbol of the Sorcerer Supreme. But it was lost at one point, mm. and he reearned it, and that's when it kind of became obvious that oh, he might not be the Sorcerer Supreme yet, but he will be. That's cool. I think I'm good on this maybe. I movie. think that's what
0: I got. Yeah.
1: Uh, next week, next episode. I'm so used to doing weekly podcasts. <laughs> I still haven't figured that out. Next episode, we will be diving into the other sorcerers. And we'll be covering a couple different characters, including Dr. Doom, uh, Wiccan, uh, Dr. Druid, and possibly Brother Voodoo. I am excited for this Voodoo one. Voodoo might get his own episode. I haven't 100% decided. Do you know what we're reading? We are reading the Young Avengers series by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey from 2013. It is three volumes long if you collect it in the physical editions. It is uh, 18 issues on the top. I think 15 issues. If you have the time or the desire, the original Young Avengers series is not a bad choice of reading before it. It will give you more... To appreciate, it is absolutely not essential for
0: the this reading.
1: It's just a really good series, and it uses some of the same characters. Awesome. Um, two of the Young Avengers, including Wiccan, a.k.a. Billy Kaplan, have actually appeared in WandaVision, if you are watching that right now.
2: We'll get there. I'm excited. You should be. I'm really excited. It's like I feel like the episodes are getting more and more, like, this is awesome. Young
1: Avengers... As a sucker for teen superheroes, Young Avengers is the best team superhero teen team superhero book I have ever read. Mm. As one like chunk, mm-hmm. and they ended it on a high note. They were asked, "Hey, do you want to uh, like keep this going? It's selling great." And like, Nope, we told the story we wanted. Let's end while it's still good. And I'm both love them and hate them for that. But we'll cover that next
0: time. That's right. That's all the time we have set aside for our lesson today. For those of you staying on the island, the nightly game of darts starts soon. For everyone else, we hope your cruise back to the wild world of nerdery is swift, safe, and super fun. Bon voyage. Thank you for listening to this episode of New Island. If you like the show, please hit subscribe. Also, if you could rate and review us, however you're listening to us right now, that would also be super helpful. As always, we are part of the Ear Verm Podcast Network and would greatly appreciate it if you could go check out all of our sister shows over at EarVerm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M mcom A big special thanks to Ian Ford for our theme song and music. We'll catch you next time.